Me setting boundaries is not me rejecting you. It's protecting me. You cannot expect someone to be something that they don't have the capacity to be for you. And I don't care who this is going to disappoint in your life tomorrow. Talk to you nice. Fill in the blank. My dear, you're worrying about the wrong things because I wish above all else that you prosper as your soul prospers. Let's hop into the show. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Stop Playing With Me podcast. I am your lovely, beautiful, talented, incredible, confident, competent, healthy, wealthy co-host Kirsten Dot S. Lewis. And honey, I wouldn't be me if it wasn't for he. And he who shall be named is none other than the Holy Ghost, honey. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up for the Holy Ghost, because let's be very clear. He is the one that is running the show. <laughs> He is the one who is turning this thing around for my good, honey. Listen, welcome to season three, episode three. As you can see, it's been looking a little soulish. Last week, we really talked about setting healthy boundaries. Hashtag back up, back up off me. But understanding that setting healthy boundaries is just as important as, you know, every other aspect of self-work and so on and so forth. But now... We are expounding upon something even more important. Well, what I feel like the Holy Spirit wants us to highlight this time is, it's a cuss word, the V word, vulnerability. Hashtag tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help you what? All right. So let's tell the truth this time, y'all. This is going to get real interesting. As y'all can see, I'm already tucked out. I'm already, you know, just laid out because I already know this is going to be a doozy for me the funny thing is I've never really been a super vulnerable person right and I would say majority of my time as a kid was spent feeling invalidated and it wasn't because well sometimes it was but majority of the time it wasn't because people didn't care they were just taught that Your feelings, your emotions, and expressing how you feel just was not important in comparison to everything else, right? And now, coming into adulthood, as at my big age, I'm starting to understand now that that actually literally sets your entire life in motion. Not to say that we rely on our emotions and not to say that we are steered, like our our decisions are steered by our emotions, but we have to understand the proper place that our emotions are in like I told y'all when I brought up the analogy about your soul being in a vehicle and that is what decides in what direction you'll go in life and so if you put the proper components of your soul in the proper seats then you can get to where God needs you to be a lot faster. I like to consider the wheel in the driver's seat. That's the one that turns left, turns right. I put the mind in the passenger seat because that is the one that is handing out the directions that's telling you what, you know, uh, spirit is saying, that's telling you what the GPS is saying. And, you know, the mind's eyes are still on the road, but it's not 100% steering, right? And in the back seat, honestly, put put them in the trunk, words, put them in the trunk which is emo, the emotions. And it's an immature child that every time 
he sees something out of the window or he has a feeling in his stomach, he begins to erupt with emotion. He starts to erupt with feelings. And if we're not careful, we will allow our emotions to be in the driver's seat when it should have been our will. We will be moved by our flesh and our feelings rather than our mind and our active decision making. Okay. And so that's the point I've been trying to drive is that our soul matters. The soul work matters just as much as we have been diving deep into the self work and the self care and all of these beautiful things. The soul needs work too. All right. And so a uh, funny story. What happened was y'all already know what it is and what it ain't. <laughs> I got to tell y'all what happened to me. Um, so like I said, I've never been considered this thing. I'm sorry, y'all. Like this mascara is running. Um, but I have never really been a vulnerable person. And like I said, growing up, I was taught that my your emotions weren't important. They didn't matter. They didn't hold a valid enough, you know, level to be not necessarily honored, but to be, um, yeah, validated, I think is a better word. They didn't hold enough rank in your life to be, to have any attention put on them. And so now in adulthood, um, I have learned to keep things in and I've learned how to not be vulnerable. When I was in the second grade, I'll never forget it. I was just telling a friend this. When I was in the sec- second grade, my teacher, Miss Llewellyn, she um, she was getting us prepared for a particular performance. And I could tell throughout the semester, she was dealing with certain students differently than other students. And something didn't sit right with me in the pit of my stomach. I genuinely felt like it was a matter of favoritism that she cared more about, not cared more, but she favored certain students more than others. And I called her out on it. I sure did. I said, it feels like you, uh, favor, Tawanda, Nia, and Sue Ellen more than everybody else in the class. It seems like they get more of you than we do. And I'll never forget it. She literally popped my hand and looked at me and said, no, that's not true. Right. And as in, as an effort that may not this may not be how she meant it but as an effort to prove a point she started to emphasize or highlight me when it came to other opportunities in the classroom so whether it was leading the line or taking names or you know whatever the case may be she started to kind of overload on me just to drive it home like I'm not showing favoritism to anyone right and when I experienced that from that very moment, it taught me that your feelings don't matter. What you think does not matter. And whatever this this is that you think is it, it's not it. You're wrong. Your feelings are wrong. Right. And so now. 
I'm looking at everybody sideways in adulthood when they're doing certain things that I can feel in the pit of my stomach and in the depths of my soul that is contradictory to whatever I believe is just and righteous, right? And that's like, you know, now according to God's standard. And there are people that are claiming to be God-fearing or even more so just expounding upon their relationship with God and just swear they're up and down that they in high prestige with the Lord. They in good standing with them. But I can sense in my heart and in my mind that something is being done wrong. The point is I can sense that there is something being done wrong or being done with less sensitivity to the spirit of God or the justice of God, because the Bible says that the justice of God cannot be mocked. You indeed will reap what you sow. And so I felt the justice of God being mocked in so many areas. And I would just dumb, I would dumb it down. I would say, girl, you just in your feelings. You just feel like, you know, you're not getting no attention. This is what Miss Llewellyn said. So this is what you got to rehearse every single time you feel this thing creeping up in you like it. Not, there's no, there's no uh, injustice happening. There's, there's nothing happening. Your feelings are wrong. Da, 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 da. Right. So there's something that happened this past week. Right. I was scheduled to meet up with a friend. Um, for the first time and need I mind you I have not had a car for the past eight months the Lord asked me to give it away long story short I obeyed God and I have been you know without a convenient transportation ever since and so I was scheduled to meet up with a friend of mine and she had no idea of course and we were trying to figure out where to chop it up, where to link up. And she suggested someplace like all the way, all the way, child, two, two buses and a train <laughs> for me. It was so far um, from me, like, you know, and I'm sitting over here trying to beat around the bush, trying to find all kinds of reasons why I can't go all the way over there without telling her that I don't have a car because me thinking like I, I don't have a car. So that, that makes me inadequate somehow that lessens my value as a person. And she's going to think less of me because of this. And so I was trying my hardest to avoid the vulnerability of being open about this car situation and so I kept telling her, like, um, I was hoping I was hoping to be somewhere closer and I was typing all these kind of excuses. And then I heard I felt the Holy Spirit stop me in my tracks. And it's like he highlighted that moment and he said, do you see how hard you're struggling to how much you're struggling to keep this this thing a secret? Do you know how are you? Understanding how hard it is for you to be vulnerable about this part of your life because it is an insecurity for you. And I had to lean into that. Usually I'll just be like, nah, it don't matter. I'm gonna go ahead and tell her whatever else I can think of so I can get beyond this discomfort. But I leaned into it and I said, yes, this is hard for me because I don't want her to think less of me, especially with this being first impressions for us. And. I'll never forget. I felt the Holy Spirit say, and what if she does? 
What if she thinks less of you? What does that say about the connection itself? You know what I'm saying? And when I heard that, I was like, wow, that is sobering. Because I was like, God, I really want her to like me. And if she doesn't like you, well, I feel like he was saying, and if she doesn't like you simply because you, you do not have a car, what does that say about the connection? And I was like, I mean, you ain't wrong when you're right. <laughs> and so I bit the bullet and I sent the text message and I said, you know, I was hoping for someplace closer. I was asked to give my, I mean, well, I gave my car away earlier this year. And so getting around conveniently has been a little tricky. And she responded very well. She responded like, you know, I, girl, I get it. That's all you had to say. Like, let's go ahead and meet at this place. Right. And that was a breakthrough moment for me because like I told y'all, like in, I think seasons prior, anytime that you are challenged to do something different than what you've done before, that's when you know that you're growing and you actually do the, the thing differently. That's why, you know, that's when you know when you're growing. And so I felt a growth moment in that. And it highlighted to me how often we as a people, we as humanity like to tell half truths. And when I say half truths, I mean, we like to tell the whole truth, just absent of vulnerability. We will tell you everything under the sun minus the part where we are affected by it. I will tell you that I do not like loud noises because just that's just the way that I am without at the absence of my parents used to argue all the time. And whenever they were trying to get their point across, they would slam doors. And I ne and I did not respond well to it. You know what I'm saying? We like to tell the truth and be honest, absent of vulnerability. And what I believe God is challenging us all to do at this current juncture in our lives is to be honest, not just with our not just with others, but with ourselves to be honest about where we are, to be honest about what we're insecure about. I'll even go a step further to refer to, you know, uh, we were at re choir rehearsal and there was something that happened that struck me emotionally. And I decided to take a moment, take a beat and really talk myself through it. Like, what are you feeling? What are you experiencing? And why is this a hiccup for you? Right. And I began to motivate myself. I started to work on my self-talk. Right. That's what we were talking about. I started to work on my self-talk and really give it over to God and say, this doesn't determine your value. You are bigger than this. You're better than this. And God is going to get the glory out of you in this way, X, Y, and Z. Right. Giving myself a whole pep talk. And Sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't not to say God wasn't working or God didn't do it. But there were also other things that were going unaddressed in the moment where I could have just simply said, y'all doing this, y'all doing that and going off, flying off the handle. A friend of mine reached out to me. Well, one before the night ended, I just realized whenever I don't really understand why I'm feeling a way that I'm feeling and I can't really shake it. I just, I just recluse. I draw into myself because once again, I don't want anyone to invalidate my experience. And so I just choose to self self pr uh, protect and draw in without like, you know, 
not being vulnerable. And so this time I was challenged to do something different. A friend of mine, she reached out to me. She said, hey, I noticed you were a bit off the other day. Uh, do you want to talk about it? If you don't, that's fine. And usually this thing is good to me, y'all. Usually, and I'm so proud of myself. Usually <laughs> I would, you know, draw in and until I can figure it out, that's when y'all gonna figure it out. But and say like, I'm good. I'm still processing it. But thank you for checking in. Right. And that feeling came up over me all over again. And I just felt so heavy. And I threw on some worship music and child, I'm over there just, you know, kind of grooving a little bit, but still in my feelings, tell him what you need, tell him what you need, because he's got it. <laughs> and lo and behold, maybe like five minutes after the song had ended, I finally broke and said, God, I really need to understand why I'm feeling the way that I feel. And he said listen I'm telling you he's a helper if you let him be it but he said why do you feel the way that you feel and I was like I don't know I told you I need to process it because I don't want it I don't want to present it to somebody else just for them to tell me like you know x y and z and he said what if the key to you processing this properly is availing it to somebody else so that they can give you perspective on it. And I was like, you, what? How am I going to do that? Like, who can I trust to be that perspective for me? And he was like, who was the one that reached out? And I was like, <laughs> you, you right, Jehovah, you right. <laughs> and, and so uh, I think it was like it wasn't even maybe like an hour, hour and a half. I reached back out to my my homegirl and I was like, hey, um, I just wanted to run this by you. And me, need I mind y'all, I was 100 percent afraid of what she would say because I wasn't used to being vulnerable and I wasn't used to being around safe spaces to be vulnerable in this way right and so I went ahead broke the ice told her what was going on with me even if I didn't have 100% language for it I still said what I knew hoping that she would understand or at least if anything honor my emotions um, and help me to process them in a healthy space and when I say that was exactly what she did for me. And that's exactly who she was for me. And I, I could have burst into flames. Like, I mean, literally burst into tears to have finally been a part of a conversation or in a moment where somebody actually related to me and even if they did not agree with 100% everything that I said they were able to offer perspective without undermining or invalidating my actual experience and it just so happens that we were actually experiencing the the exact same thing so it wasn't just you know me and if it just literally felt like a huge weight that was lifted off of, off of my shoulders simply because I said something and I don't really know who needs to hear this today, 
But I I genuinely pray for y'all that you find the strength to simply say something. Nobody's going to know what you're going through until you avail that to them. And I, I remember even this revelation that came about, give people the opportunity to respond to you. Don't make the decision for them. Don't assume that they're going to reject you. Don't assume that they're going to invalidate your experience. Don't assume that they're going to shut you out or try to dumb you down. Give people the opportunity to respond and also give them the opportunity to decide. You know what I'm saying? Give people the opportunity to do that. It's it's I I can't remember what it's actually called, but when we rob people and when I say rob people of their opportunities, I literally mean when you choose to close yourself off, when you choose not to be honest, when you choose not to simply say something because of your fear of how people will respond, you're robbing them of the opportunity to. Y'all, that thing is heavy. Do not be afraid to say what you have to say. And this, like I told you, I'll tell you all every episode, this is something that I am still learning. But I am just grateful that the Holy Spirit is literally walking me through it every single day and healing me every step of the way. I'm telling y'all, God cares so much more about your soul than he could care about that house, that bill, that car, that note, what that relationship. He don't care nothing about that. Well, he does. Sorry, Lord. He does. <laughs> but he cares about your soul, your heart, the intangible things more. Once again, because your soul is what's going to go with you. All this other stuff is going to pass away. And so when you ask him to literally come into your heart and do something new and he starts to highlight these things to you, don't don't push it away. Don't do what you what you usually do. When you know better, you do better. Don't 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 push it away. And don't react the way that you usually react. Give yourself an opportunity to grow and be a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday. And. All I'm saying is, if choose to be vulnerable, even when it hurts, don't tell no more half truths. Don't tell no more better sides of the truth. Don't tell no more truths absent of vulnerability. Tell it. And if people do not accept you, if they do not validate you, if they don't if they do not make you feel, you know, valued in that conversation or in that confrontation, then dust the dust the dust off your feet and do away with it. Not everybody is for you and we all understand that. But what better measuring technique than to do you anyway, to simply say what you gotta say anyway and let the chips fall where they may. Listen, I ain't got nothing else left to say. If y'all want to follow your girl, <laughs> you, as a matter of fact, no, I'm a pray. 
Lord, I thank you for every individual that's watching this podcast, that's literally listening in, tuning in, wanting to understand the deeper things of self and soul. And I ask even now, Father, where it has been hard for us to be vulnerable, where it has been hard for us to open up and to be um, extremely sensitive to what it is that you are drawing out of us. Father, I ask even now that you open our eyes, you open our eyes and you draw us closer to you. And as you are drawing us closer to you, may we be aware of the new thing that you're doing. And even if the new thing is uncomfortable, even if the new thing causes us to deconstruct some things and to reconstruct other things, Father, let your way be known. Let your will, let let the ways in the wilderness be known and let the rivers in the desert be known, Father. Begin to literally uproot, hallelujah, begin to literally uproot everything that we have caused ourselves to adapt to our identity and begin to do something new. We never like for things to be like we love to hear about new things. We love to hear about new things, oh God. But whenever construction is happening, I've noticed that nobody ever likes to be a part of the construction. Nobody ever likes to see all the construction happening. Why? Because we just want to want the finished product. But Father, as you are doing construction on our hearts, begin to heal us as you are doing construction on our hearts. May you give us patience and endurance and begin to walk us through literally the process with grace and mercy. I thank you that you have given us vulnerability for a reason. You've given us our emotions for a reason. And I pray even more that your spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth not the half truth, but the whole truth. May the truth set us free. Hallelujah. May the truth set us free. I pray even now, God, that you are empowering men and women all over this world to have hard conversations, to confront very taboo topics, I thank you even now that marriages and families are going to be restored because of these conversations that we will not run away from vulnerability and we will raise up a standard of accountability towards those who we thought we didn't have a voice around. And I come against any canker worm, palmer worm. I come against any tactic of the enemy, any crow that could try to eat up this word. And I pray for a new level of awareness and sensitivity to do something new and do something different in Jesus name. Listen, I love y'all. If y'all want to follow me. Y'all can follow me at Kirsten.S.Lewis. And honey, if y'all want to follow the Holy Ghost, because you know you need them, you can follow him at the cross. Uh, honey, listen, I love you and like this video simply because you love me back. And last but not least, love yourself as much as you love everybody else. I'm glad to see you're being more vulnerable. Peace. <laughs>